Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare, the roundtable discussion podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. And this is it. We've done it. Our final, full, Shakespeare-written play, Macbeth. If you want to support the show, which will be continuing, please check us out at our network Patreon, patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, or leave us a rating and review over on your favorite podcast app. You can also find our website with a link to our merch store at shakespearepod.com. And now, on with the show. So anyway, this is uh, the Shakespeare podcast. I'm Ryan Halfhill. I'm Beth Roars. I'm Cassie Greenlee. And I'm Chase Greenlee. And we're going to talk about Mackers, otherwise known as the Scottish play, otherwise known as Macbeth. That mm-hmm. bloody one. It's very bloody. It's it's not the bloodiest, but yeah, it's, it's bloody. It's bloody. What's but the bloodiest? But it is up there. Titus is, yeah. Titus uh, is Titus. the bloodiest. Titus is pretty bloody. Yeah. So this play is one of the like biggest theater superstitions that you don't say the name of the play in a theater unless you're performing the play. And you have and to be yeah. I take most I take most theater superstitions with kind of a grain of salt. This one I take dead serious because every single time something horrif- something horrifically wrong has has happened in a play I've been a part of, it's because somebody said Macbeth in the theater. I've had it happen to me before. I was, uh, I was stage managing a show back in college and uh, somebody said Macbeth in the theater refused to go outside, refused to spit and swear. And in the middle of, in the middle of, uh, the show, the soundboard turned off. Oh, like neat. Like we got the show started and all of a sudden like sound cue go. And there was nothing cause the board turned off. In high school, I was doing a show with a guy who didn't believe in the superstition and to prove that it was bunk. He went onto the stage and he yelled it three times at the top of his lungs and he gave himself concussion in the middle of the show <laughs> and had to go to the emergency room. Oh, we shouldn't laugh at that, but it's funny. It and is a so little funny. In college, during a production, somebody said it. And that show, they were carrying a glass-topped coffee table off stage, tripped over the stairs going down to the shop in the Joey and shattered the glass coffee table all over the floor in the middle of the show. So That's why you don't do it, you don't say it. You don't do it. You take it. Don't and it, say doesn't, it. it doesn't even matter if you believe or not. That's not what's important. <laughs> the witches are there the and theater take believes. advantage. The theater believes. There is a theater ghost, the theater ghost. Every believes. theater has a theater ghost. It's true. Even if it's just the ability for everything to go wrong, ghost in the machine. Well, and that's mm-hmm. that's why we leave the ghost light on. Well, that and so you don't trip when you come into the theater. I've done that. That too. They didn't used to have a but ghost yeah, so... light at the village. Like, it used to be their ghost light, air quotes, was like an offstage light. But if you had the blacks up, you couldn't, you couldn't see, see it if you had to go on stage in the dark. And I definitely, like, coming into the theater absolutely cracked my shins on the side of the stage. Ooh. It hurt so bad 
Now we have like an actual like on a pole official mm-hmm. ghost light. Because I hurt myself and made a big deal about it. <laughs> I'll say, uh, sometimes that's well, what you know. Speaking of theater ghosts, um, standing on stage and inviting the theater ghosts to the performance, I had to do that in the Joey Brown Theater. Um, Me too. You know, with only the ghost light on, uh, inviting Alice to uh, to come see the show, making sure to reserve her a seat. I like that. It's just a good tradition. But, alright, so, this play starts out with the best Halloween line. Boil and trouble. No, it's toil and trouble. Toil and trouble, that's what I meant. Toil and trouble. Gotta get the Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. So, is that where the show starts? I thought it started in the scene before with, like, the battle description. Well, okay, so. It starts with the witches. Okay. So, so you can maybe maybe you it can, was you can stage the battle mm. ahead of time. If okay. you want to give that bit of lead in. Um mm-hmm. it helps stop scene changes if you flip scene sure. 2 and scene 1. Interesting. Okay, cuz every production I have either been in or seen has done that. But no, it it starts with the witches. It starts with the witches. Well, because they're talking about when they're going to meet Macbeth after the battle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the witches are always precognitive. It's always before stuff happens. Because sure. they know they know that Macbeth is in the battle, and they're going to, you know, they're they're talking about when they're going to, you know, tell us yeah, when we'll meet. They're going to get yes. together with okay. him. And that's what this whole the whole first scene there is about. You know, when when shall mm-hmm. we three meet again in thunder, lightning, or in rain? When the hurly burly's done, when the battle's lost and won. So the play takes place in Scotland, in case you couldn't tell. The Scottish play. Its title. The Scottish play, Macbeth. But there's a big battle going on against some rebel forces. But we, we get to meet our king, Duncan. Uh, we get a... Actually, a majority of the players are in this battle scene. Duncan, Malcolm, Lennox, Macbeth himself. And we're hearing about the people who have done really well in this battle, especially Macbeth and Banquo. They're going to be recognized by the king. Um, so the the leaders of the different regions of Scotland are called Thanes, and it's found out that the Thane of Cawdor is a traitor. And Yes, and Mackers is the, the Thane of Gloms. Um, the witches are, you know, when they do, when they do meet, uh, Macbeth and Banquo on the road, hail to thee, you know, Thane, uh, Thane of Cawdor is the first, one of the first things that they say to him that sets Mackers back on his heels going, okay, these weird, these weird sisters here along the side of the road, you know, they're they're telling me that I'm going to be Cawdor. You know, we thought we just fought Cawdor in this battle. You know, and then uh, you know, they're 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 prophesying that he will be king, and he's like, Okay, I I don't know about this. Um, you know, and they say to Banquo that uh he will not be king, but his children shall be kings. 
and and Macbeth is kind of like, okay, I don't believe in witchcraft. He's not buying it at this point. No. Leave me alone. Go back where you came from with your weird cauldron. You know, all that kind of deal. And then he's met by the king's men who say, hey, guess what? The Thane of Cawdor is a traitor, so you're the Thane of Cawdor now. You now are the Thane of Cawdor, and that makes makes Smackers go, oh, well... Shit, I am the Thane of Cotter. Maybe I can one of the, the game. One of the things the weird sisters said to me has already come true. So maybe the other stuff. And he writes a letter about it to his wife. Yeah, that's one of the first bad yep. life decisions that gets made in this play. She is, she's a character. Love her. She she's is great. great. Um, she's complex, and I like that. Um, but she's like complex in the murder, death, kill kind of way. Yes, darkly complex. So, by that—that's the first three scenes. Boom, 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 and it's just set up, really. Well, this is this is the shortest of Shakespeare's tragedies, um, and it keeps a pretty snappy pace. And that is at least the uh, the legend if you will the mythology behind why this one is so short is because this was when he when king james was on the throne uh and he didn't like long plays he wanted yeah this actually yeah this actually is one of the the show shows a lot of the relationship between shakespeare and uh you know the The royal court yeah yeah well because he wrote a play about a scottish person because james is scottish well and james james is was descended of um duncan but macbeth uh is historically the last true scottish king because of duncan's sons which we'll get to later in the plot okay so moving right along So by the end so by scene 4 Macbeth has now totally bought into the prophecy. And he's starting to talk to his father, he's starting to talk things through with Banquo about the prophecy and they come up with and I mean yeah it's great that these ladies said you'd be Cawdor and you were Cawdor but Duncan is still super alive. Yeah. And he's he just named his son Malcolm heir, so which is a thing that happens like literally right then is Malcolm is named the heir by Duncan. Um, Macbeth sets off ahead to get home to uh, Dunsinane, yeah, and his wife to discuss things, and also because there's talk that the king is going to come to Dunsinane the castle that Mackers lives in. And so he wants to get there ahead of Duncan to be able to warn his wife and, you know, like, hey, the king's coming for dinner. And that scene is very much like a, hi, how's it going, Macbeth? I'm coming to your place after work today. Mm -hmm. Cool? Yeah, it's like, yeah, like your Uh boss is just like standing there like, hey, we're having a cookout at your place this afternoon when we get off work. 
Uh, and you're providing and all I the fixes. Really... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go get beer. I think it's really interesting how quickly Macbeth kind of yeah. flips the switch. Because he goes from like, no, this is ridiculous. I don't believe all of you about any of this to having somebody say, you're Thane of Cawdor. And then he's like, oh, I will be king. And then the king goes, Malcolm's going to be king next. And then Macbeth's response is, well, it looks like I have to get rid of Malcolm and so, yeah. But but see, the thing is, is, is he's not really the driving impetus there. His wife is. Well, it, well, his wife and his father a little bit. Because he's talking it through with his father. And. You mean Malcolm? Yeah. Macbeth's Mac, Mac, father's not in this. Oh, who am I thinking of then? So, it must have been Banquo. He's you talking know. it through with Banquo. Yeah. He's talking it through with Banquo. And at one point, beginning of scene, beginning of the scene in four, he's like, I would never. I am loyal to the king. I would never hurt him. Never do anything. I, I will be the king when he's done being the king. He can't really wear too big of a hole in the throne. It will be fine. Then the King says, yeah, you know what? Malcolm's next. And then last breath at the end of the scene is, well, fudge. I had two people to kill now. So yeah. he was going to let him live, and now everybody's going to die. But he's still, he's still it, not, he's still not going to do it. It's like, still a, a thought process. Well, he's, he, he thinks it. And he's, you know, he's still, he, he waffles. Um, he does really? not. Macbeth's yeah. a waffler? He is a waffler. Strong backbone, um, that guy. But he gets home to his wife. He's, he's sent, he sends a letter to her and then like shows up five minutes after the messenger gets is... there with the letter. So like she's had time to like open the letter and read it. And he like walks in the door with his. Fucking dropping his sword on the bed, like ready to go. Is yeah, and she she basically goes, "Hi, honey, read your letter. Super excited. I have eighteen different possible murder <laughs> plots. Pick your favorite one. I've been planning for this for a long." And time. she she's got the ambition to to push Mackers to do so, what he's think think of her life at this time. Most noble women sit around doing embroidery, and I don't know if you've ever cross stitched before, Ryan. I have not, no. So, to cross-stitch, to embroider, you have to have the patience to stab something a thousand times. And Lady Macbeth absolutely has that embroidery in her blood, and she could stab a man a thousand times. She's been plotting. Oh, I like it. And so they immediately are making plans. The king is going to be here and we will figure out the best way to kill him. And then you'll be king and it'll be great. But we have to do, we have to do it in such a way that suspicion at least somewhat falls on Malcolm. Well, yes. you can't make it look like it's you. So Duncan arrives. Walks in. What a lovely home you guys have. I really like what you've done with the castle. Nice drapes. I enjoy the carpet. That kind of thing. Um, and it's not just the king. It's the king. All of his sons. All of his generals. All of his court has come with him. So they Lennox, have just... Ross, Malcolm, Donald Bain. 
invaded. Everybody except for, uh, basically everybody except for Macduff, who we have not been introduced to yet. I think the important part of this scene, yeah, the king's there. We know that now. Great. The important part of this scene, I think, is last scene, Lady Macbeth comes up with all of these ways to kill this man. And then she is able to turn around, open the door, and just lay the banalities of greeting in front of him. Oh, yeah. She uh, she does not fuck around. She mm-hmm. is the perfect hostess. Um, and she is not going to let... Um, Something as trivial as murder? Yeah. She's not going to let that slow her down. She can still plan a dinner party and a murder. She can multitask. She's very good at it. What woman can't? So they they get everybody but in. They are going to feast. Um, and then Macbeth starts to have second thoughts. Because he's like, you know, Duncan's actually kind of a really cool guy. And I do like him. And he likes me. And he's already honored me a lot. And maybe I'm fine just having... Well, I just got like, I just got promoted. Can, like I'm like, I'm a thane of two regions, you know. Like and it's not that the witches the witches didn't say when I would be king, just that you know that I would be. Yeah, that I would be. So maybe Malcolm's gonna die a natural death, and then I'll just be there. So he tells his wife this. She comes checking on him, and he's like, "I decided that maybe I'm not gonna kill the king. Hope that's cool." And her response is, that is not cool at all. That, that is, is not cool in no all. way we had a plan. fucking cool. That Go stab not. him. She has this, she has this absolutely, like, Have you ever done it? I've done it. I I did it when Chase and I did this scene for Valentine's Day this last year. This was your Valentine's Day exclusive. <laughs> this was our Valentine. Well, we did three, but this was so, one of them. And yeah, it's this great speech. And she basically says, you know, I've been a mother. I know what it is to have a baby suckle at my breast. But if I promised you that I would kill that baby, I would dash its brains out. Pull on the it from my nipple and smash its brains on the wall. Just like the visceral nature of it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an amazing, it's an amazing speech. Yeah. And so she's basically like, you need to pull your shit together. Stop being Hamlet over here. Put in the on your big boy pants and do what you said you pants. were gonna she do. She tells him to ovary up and get it done. Love it. Screw your courage to the sticking which, place, uh, which is a very yeah. famous, oft quoted Shakespeare line. Comes from mm-hmm. this scene because he's asking if we fail, and she says, "Then we'll fail. If we fail, we fail. But if you will, you know, woman up, we if won't you won't fail. fucking do this, that we can't even fail." That's that's worse than failing. We haven't even tried. Won't ever know how far we can go. And so we end Act One with Macbeth going, "Okay, you're right. Yep, you're right. We're gonna kill the king. We're gonna make it look like his guards did it by putting his blood on their knives, and we'll drug them so that they sleep. And so then when they're trying to be like, we didn't kill him, it'll be like, but it's obvious that you did. So now you gotta die. And that's the plan." And that's the plan. All right. Um, yep. And then so we move on. There's a scene with uh, in Act Two starts off with Banquo and Mackers talking to each other. And Banquo. I didn't realize his son's name was 
Fleece? Flayance. 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 Terrible name. But it's the Shakespeare podcast, so we can Thank call you. it Fleece. Golden Fleece. Because that's what we do. Banquet, Banquet and fleece. fleece. Ooh, that sounds like fall. Yeah, you gotta wear your you gotta you gotta wear your your fleece blanket. Ew. But when we think about Shakespeare, that could actually just be a blanket made of fleece. It's kind of gross. Um. But Bank was telling Macbeth that he had this weird dream about those three witches. And Macbeth's like, "What? What? I witches? I haven't thought about the witches or the promise that I'd be king or murdering anybody. I don't know what you're talking about." It's very specific things for you to deny, Macbeth. Why are you? Denying those very specific things. I'm not. You're denying specific I, things. I don't think you know what the word deny means. If that's what you think is happening here. I hear somebody out in the corridor is summoning me and there's a dagger in the air. It's bloody. It means I'm going to go kill someone. Forget what, you what's this I see before it's me handled really. toward my hand? Come no, no. Let me clutch thee. Say it the right way. Say it the John Wayne way. No. Do it. You've done it so many times. Ryan does a really good impersonation of John Wayne saying the speech. Ah, oh. come on! I have to get. I I don't know if I can get into John Wayne mode right now. All right, we'll drink more uh, here and we'll get there Pilgrim. for the second one. <laughs> what is this I see, see before, before me? Handle toward my hand. Come, <laughs> let me clutch thee. Come, let me glitch. That is uh, Late Night Drunken with Ryan Hatfield right there. In a nutshell, 100%. But it's it's an iconic scene because it's Macbeth alone on stage and he's hallucinating this bloody dagger. Yeah, and is, is the dagger there? Is the dagger not there? Um, so we see this is a fun juxtaposition between Lady Macbeth and Macbeth. Is it Macbeth's guilt? And his visions and his hallucinations, they all are before. But not so much after. No, after he's resolved. He's done it. He's done it. Lady Macbeth, on the other hand, well, you'll see. No spoilers. Well, ahead of of the time actually brings up the beer. One of the beers that I'm drinking. Uh, It's from a Scottish brewery, Brewdog. um, And it is Jet Black Heart. Which I got for Lady, Lady M. Yeah. Because she, in the lead up to all of this, really has a jet black heart. She is vicious and, you know, whatnot. Not saying that she, you know, it's her ambition, but, you know, like like we talked about with that speech, you know. I'd have fucking crushed that baby's head. Now go stab this motherfucker. And I definitely want to talk more um, in our next episode about the ways that madness manifests in this play. Because I think it's really fascinating and interesting to look at those um, inter... I can't think of words. My brain is very tired. I'm in tech. So that's Um, that's a good pin. But those those opposite parallel tracks yeah. that we're on so because can we, pin, all, can we pin that that how madness presents itself oh it's already Good. she's already got Good, it's it here. written it's yeah. already thank, on a thank you for doing that for me i appreciate that um but yeah, he yeah he uh he he waffles 
ahead of the uh, the murder. But then he he comes in distressed, um, and tells his wife the deed is done. He's got the bloody the bloody knives. Um, and she says, and everything went everything went fine, right? He goes, well, the guards did wake up and see me. It's probably not a problem now. Um, they you, were did, they they were drugged. The the guards the grooms uh, okay outside well, that, of Duncan's that made it Duncan's easy chamber. for you to kill them after you'd after they saw you right well no he well he's supposed to plant the knives on them so he he stabbed he stabbed Duncan with these two knives and he's supposed to leave them with the grooms and he forgets so the grooms saw you and that's what that's what she's pissed and they're still about. alive and you still have a fucking knife. Well, he's supposed to leave him alive because that's that's how uh, the plan works. I bet she never sent him to the grocery store. Probably not. He would have forgotten the milk or the eggs or the bread or all the groceries. She would have sent him specifically for milk, eggs, and bread, and he would have come back with like cookies and a rotisserie chicken. Which I mean, that's that a like great a good, that's a, good, that's a that's great a store thing. trip. That's great, but it's just it's not what I sent you for. <laughs> I'm not saying you didn't do technically what you were asked. You did but go to the store, you. which was part one. <laughs> you purchased food. Um, you forgot part two in the I middle, did make specific which was requests. the specific food. Um, so she's like, and he won't go back. He's like, I know I was supposed to leap plant these knives on these guys, but I'm not. I'm not going back. And so she's like, give me the fucking knives. And he's really hung up on one of them said to him, God bless you. And he couldn't say amen back. And he's like, what does it mean? What does it mean that I couldn't say amen? Does it mean that my soul is cursed and damned? Well, you just murdered a dude in cold blood because a witch told you you'd be king. So I'm going to guess that horse has left the barn. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) really? I think that's splitting hairs, Cassie. So she takes the knives back. She goes and plants them on the grooms that are sleeping outside of Duncan's chamber. Smears them with the blood. So that way it looks like they did the deed. Um, Ryan, when you kill people, do you tend to just fall asleep in front of their door? It's awfully presumptuous of you to think that I would ever commit murder. That's not a no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not. Awfully it's presumptuous. Not. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I think that there. Look, there's some holes in this story, okay? There's, there's some, some holes. holes the there's some holes this is, in this plot. I just wanted to point out the first one that you could walk right through. That's all. Yeah. Uh, you could drive a Mack truck through this hole in their plan. But. Even, uh, listen, Lady Lady Mackers had 18 murder plots. She never said any of them were yeah, you well, could drive And a, she you let could, him pick, so. You could yeah, drive exactly. a Macbeth truck through the Ooh, plot hole. No. Like yeah. No. Oh, that's perfect. There's that's a perfect. knocking at the gate. And who should answer that knock? Except for the fool of this play in his one and only scene. The porter. The porter. We're this... we're in we're in Act Two, and we've just had a murder. So we... here's some here's some levity. So yeah, so here's some levity. We have talked about um, 
incongruous scenes that have just been like shoved into plays before. Uh, this is one of them. And yes, so, it's delightful, but it doesn't make sense with the themes of the play. But fine. Well, it's I, also I think for if entertainment. You, if, if you, you know, if, if you get to this point, the murder just happened, you know, you're, you're introducing the protagonist now at this point. Realistically for me, this play is done at this point. Like everything I love about this play ends after the Porter scene. See, everything I love about this play starts with the Porter scene. And I'm siding with Beth on this one, which... The second witch's scene, the banquet scene that happens after, uh, like... Yeah. You're really throwing away... Yeah. The meat of the play. Y- yeah. That's a terrible opinion. It's fine. I don't care. I really like... When we're talking about a roast, it's the roasted veggies I'm here for anyway. Lady Macbeth is what I'm here for. And she's got one last good speech before she... Never mind. No spoilers. Let's well, I mean, going. it is a 500-year-old play. I said no spoilers. Beth, this is the last episode of season one of Shakespeare, and we've never enforced a no spoilers rule. You're willing to bring it no out spoilers. for this one? Well, this is episode 76. Okay, no I guess there's a time and place for everything. If you want examples of how Shakespeare tells the best dick and impotence jokes, the Porter scene. Is really what you need. If you're trying to... If somebody's like, no, there's no sex and fart jokes in Shakespeare. There is. Just do the porter scene. Just do the yep. porter scene. I love I love this scene. Um, it is one of my favorites in all of Shakespeare. The porter is probably my favorite fool. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I just saw Beth's soul. Well, leave Beth her already's body. been saying stupid shit about how the play is over at this point because she doesn't think the rest of the play where all the important shit happens matters. I am so, on the but, astral plane right now, flying to where you are to smack you in the back of the so, fucking head. So Beth, Beth's opinions <laughs> don't matter anymore. They do. Ryan doesn't like it so much when uh, a play that he likes is on the receiving It's true. End of this. It's true. Hey, I sat through it through Lear. It's not that it's a bad play. It's just that this isn't the best fool. These aren't. No, the best I said my favorite. Jokes. I didn't There's say just so many of them. I didn't say best. I said favorite. There's a difference. That's true. That's valid. Wrong, but valid. No one, though. My favorite fool is allowed to be my favorite fool. Sure. Anyway, Ryan's favorite fool has this big long scene about somebody's knocking and the porter is not doing the one and only job that he has, which is to answer the door when yeah, he's, he has to like it. get up. Yeah, well, because he's hammered he, drunk, he's putting his putting his pants on, you know. And of course, um, when we did this for Lionface, the porter was not a he. Despite all of the adaptations of this that I have seen, and there are a lot. I've seen it a lot. Laura mm-hmm. Crawford doing the porter. She was amazing. It's still the one, like, every time somebody's like, ah, oh, the porter scene, I'm like, oh. Laura Crawford being drunk and talking about her penis is my at, favorite. At, at, 
Cassie and I watched a a version of this show today, and Elsie was better. Yeah. Like, like I did not like that Porter. No, Elsie is amazing, and she was wonderful as the Porter. Um. So, uh, the person at the door though Macduff is with Macduff. Lennox. So we finally meet him with Lennox and his family. And uh, he comes in and they find... Macduff goes in and finds Duncan murdered. And he comes running out. He's like, the king's been murdered. And he goes into a dither. A dither. He does. He does dither. I know, but dither is what I think of when we're talking about, like, a little old lady who's very upset because the dog has left some hair on the couch and now she must vacuum it. He's in a fucking dither. Oh. He's in a tizzy because the king got murdered. And so, and Mackers Um, Mackers goes in and does, in his his rage, kills the two grooms that are smeared in blood with their bloody knives, conveniently destroying the the only potential witnesses. Yeah, and everybody's like, why would you do that? I was angry. They killed the king in my house. They killed the king in, in my house. I, I, I gotta kill them. They. Oh well, shame he's dead. Uh, Malcolm probably did it. Um, uh, want me to be king? Because I'll do that. Oh well, well, Ma- yeah. Ma- uh, Malcolm and tracks. Malcolm and Donald Bain uh, are there for this, and they, uh, all the the Thanes are all going to get together and discuss, and Malcolm and Donald Bain peace. They leave. Well, they can. They're not idiots. They can. Well, they can read the blood on the walls. They they can read the fucking room. Uh, And so the only one who's kind of sitting there going, "This doesn't quite seem to fit together." Is is Banquo? Yes. So so weird. Yeah. So we met some witches in, witches in the woods, and they told us that uh, you'd be king someday, and now all of a sudden the king's been murdered in your house. But. I know, it's no, weird. Nobody else, man. Max nobody else is suspicious because Malcolm and Donald Bain took off, and everybody goes, well, Malcolm did just get named heir, and then conveniently his dad got murdered. It's... And so the suspicion... It's a very, like, smelt-it-delt-it kind of accusing there. It's like, well, he acted first, so it had to be him, right? Oh, yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, it had to be those two. The sons were in it together, and they murdered their dad, and... And so, But the only person who questions that is Banquo. And so... Mackers goes to his wife and goes, hey, um, we got to kill Banquo now. I don't want to kill Banquo. Because he's on, he's on to me. He, we got to, though. Because he's on to mm. me. And if he knows the truth, he's going to tell other people the truth, and then I won't be king anymore. And so the witch has said his sons would be king, not mine. And Lady Macbeth can't let that stand. Well, and, well, yeah, it's, so. you know, Mackers doesn't have any sons, so he's going to be... He's going to be king, but he has no one to carry on after him. So he goes and hires a couple. Yeah, of they members. invite they invite Banquo to a feast. They invite everybody over for a feast, and 
In the meantime, Mackers goes and talks to some murderers. Murderers. Hires some murderers to kill Banquo, and then again, immediately goes into his waffly room, going, Oh man, oh man, I don't know if that was the right choice. Maybe I shouldn't have well, hired and, those murderers and, to kill Im- Banquo. Importantly, not just not just are they to kill Banquo, they also are supposed to kill Flyots. Fleece. Yes. So that his son won't yeah. become king. Fleece Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> Seven out of ten. And when he, he talks to his wife about this and she's like, Will you stop dwelling on the past? Would it have been better if I said Fleece Sending Navi murderers dead. to kill Oh it would have, it would have, it would have, but it's too late now. I know, I just had to. I just like making Cassie mad. Cassie, it's the last play. Right, so what if we did it without any puns at all? Well, that's too late. That ship is yeah. sailed. Yeah. And Pericles <laughs> Yeah, oh, he did, too. Aww. Why don't you like puns? It's the highest form of humor. No. It's, it's actually it's the lowest right. form of humor. but It's highest. I actually, I have to give a shout out to one of my students. Um... Because uh, I got my Timon Pericles 2020 shirt in the mail. I, I did commit to that bit. It was up the that, day well, that, that the episode that went out. Awesome! I it need is. to order. I need to order it's a mine. Great shirt. Yes, me too. And I, I, I took a picture and I, I made a caption about you know Timon and Pericles is his running mate because we had to have somebody, I guess. And one of my students, um, who is a, a big Shakespeare nerd. Uh, was able to do like a really fantastic deep cut of Pericles back and forth with me about uh, who from the play should be in positions of power in the in the. You guys play in the cabinet. Oh, not very much. I just said Marina needs to be in charge of foreign affairs because she has the magic voice that can convince anybody mm-hmm. to do anything. And uh, he just said that the dude whose name I can't remember, but who marries Marina just needs to be kept out of it entirely. And I said, yes, nepotism doesn't extend that far. Yeah, the guy that's basically the mayor of Toronto from, what, Rob Ford from a few years ago? Uh, But it was fun uh, bouncing deep cut Shakespeare jokes back and forth. That's how you know. From the deep cut that is Timon Pericles 2020. The ticket we deserve. So the murderers go off as Banquo and Flans are on their way to the party here, the banquet, the feast. The murderers waylay them in the forest. Banquo holds them off for Flans to escape, but in doing so, Banquo gets himself MDK'd. Flans does get away. Yep. And the murderers are like, should we go after that kid? Nah, I'm sure it's He's fine. He's just a kid. What Macbeth could it happen? What could it do? We don't really yeah. like killing kids anyway. And so in the middle of this banquet that Macbeth is throwing, now that he's king of Scotland, uh, the murderers come back and he goes, just for a second, let me go step out into my foyer to discuss uh, important matters of state with these two ruffians. Like, these raggy, fucking vagabonds here. men yeah. who just walked in. Some highwaymen have come. Hold a moment. <laughs> and so he goes out to talk to them and they he, and he goes, have you done it? Yeah, we killed Banquo. 
Cool. And Fleance, no, he got away, but that's okay, right? No. Uh, no, I told you to kill the kid. It was really important. That the you kid, kid dying was pretty important. You brought back a fucking Again, rotisserie you chicken. Store. You brought back a rotisserie chicken when I asked for milk and eggs. Yep. So Macbeth goes back to his banquet and he walks up to the front to give his little toast. And instead of giving a toast, he looks over at Banquo's seat and well, sees... Yeah, Banquo... Uh, bloody the ghost, Banquo. The yeah, ghost so- of Banquo there. And he starts yelling at this ghost going... I didn't kill you. Leave me alone. And all the guests are like, what the fuck is happening right now? And Lady M is like, oh, this happens every once in a while. Please just ignore it. He's been cursed with these fits since childhood. I can't believe you've never noticed. (laughs) (laughs) This is the normal level of crazy. Come on, guys. This This is his. It's fine. He's got the brain sickness. I promise he's still good for King. This is totally... Totally not going to affect anything about him being king. So. Meanwhile, she's looking at him as like, can you please? Can you please pull your shit together? We we all did a murder. I need you to stop worrying about this one that you didn't yeah. even do. Like, you sent you somebody to do this. And this was, this was an extra it. murder anyway. Like, How do you even know he was bloody? Huh? You didn't you see get this, body. You, this, well, you know, because the ghost of him shows up with 20 trenchant gashes. I mean, but. They didn't, they probably didn't stab him 20 times. That's a lot. It would just be easier to like hit him over the head with a big stone. No, they definitely stabbed him like 20 times and threw him in a ditch. That's a lot of times. That seems like too many times. You gotta make sure though. They were very thorough. They, they had 10 stabbings for him and 10 stabbings for the sun, but the sun got away, so they gave the sun stabbings to the Oh, okay. Well, you know, if you think 20 trenchant gashes is too many, talk to Julius Caesar. He got 47. Mm. In a row? Yeah. Try not to stab any emperors on your way so through the parking, through the parking lot. lot. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so every time... How has it taken us this long to make a I don't know. Reference. And I, like, it just worked out. It just worked out. That was... That was I have a co-worker that every <sighs> time she leaves the branch, I have to stick my professionalism to the sticking spot. <laughs> So you Do don't not go, yell not after her. Try not to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot. Every time. Every time. This is going to be the episode that Rich listens to. Hi, Rich. I won't tell you which one. Also, I was professional and I didn't say it. Uh-huh. But I, di- I didn't, but I didn't say it. You didn't say it. Can I get fired for stuff I don't say? Eh. Um, if you're the president, they won't fire you for the stuff you do say, so you hey. should be fine. Oh, hey. So Banquo, Banquo's ghost shows up. Mackers has a crazy fit. Um, and so then he's like, I need to talk to these fucking witches. So enter the next, the, the second witch scene, uh, with the apparitions where they summon, uh, a lot, a lot of dead people. Maybe. Well, it's, there's the kings, uh, where the ghost of Banquo shows up. There's the baby that is birthed, you know, when they say, you know, beware Macduff, beware the Thane of Fife. Yeah. What? See, there's like a head, a head and armor. Um, you know, um, Macduff. But there's also a scene, I think, that largely gets cut when this is performed, which is kind of a shame. 
um, where Hecate, the goddess of witchcraft, shows up to the witches and goes, were you giving out prophecies without uh-huh. my permission? You know that that fucks with the humans. You know that it makes a lot of people yeah, end up dead. It did. Exactly. All right. Well, she, well, I mean, she asks to good join. Job and everything. Like she can't be that man. She's like, all right, fine, but I'm coming this time. Yeah, this time, this time I'm in. Which is how they get the the cool apparitions. It's um, true. There's the yes. baby being birthed and the warning of, um, you know. You know, no, no, no harm man shall woman born. befall Macbeth. Um, you know, or no, no son of woman born shall harm Macbeth. Well, that, um, it's also like, a, and I don't know the name of the wood, so in my head it's Fangorn no, Wood. Burnham. Till, uh, till, Burnham. You know, nothing bad will happen to you till Burnham Wood doth come to Dunsinane. It'd be um, more likely that Fangor would come to Dunsinane because it walks. Well, the the tree ants, the tree ants, yeah. Um, but so what this scene serves to do is to give Macbeth this false sense of invincibility. Right. Oh, yeah. Because if I can't be if I can't be defeated until a forest gets up and walks to my castle and if I can only be hurt by a, a man who wasn't, who wasn't born, born of a woman of a woman, yeah. Uh then I'm Then I'm why the hell do why the hell do I me. have to be where Macduff? Yep. And he literally he says like what? Why do I need to give a shit about Macduff? Unless he can make a forest so a walk really to my good, house. A really good question would have actually been: Is there anything about Macduff? That do I, I need to know? With are those two ideas connected in some way? Beware Macduff and uh, none of women born can harm me. Like, are those connected is he ideas? Some, is, he is some there a kind of wizard threat? that willed himself into existence and can make now, trees walk? <laughs> I will admit. Did he change his name at some point and like a rebirthing in Christ kind of <laughs> was situation? He ba- was he baptized? Like, <laughs> when I was, was he a born like, again Christian? When I was 12 or 13 and I watched the show for the first time, I did have an oh snap moment at the end when Macduff tells us, no spoilers, why he's able to defeat Macbeth, which is a spoiler, sorry. So... And, and I, I did have one of those moments of like, oh, God, I didn't think about that. Because I was a kid. Macbeth should have known. He, he, he should have known, but at the same, like, that must not have been nearly as common back, back in Macbeth no, times. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It just wasn't common for the woman to survive after. Let's not forget where the Caesarian comes from. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was not a, uh... Beth! No spoilers! Damn it! <laughs> oh, man, this play's Damn only... Damn it! play's only 400 years old. Um, I would apologize, but what's the point? Way to let the I'm cat out of the bag. I'm a monster. So... <laughs> so he's been warned about Macduff. He's been warned about the walking forest. Um, well, it's kind of well, the same thing. Like Macbeth should know. It's kind of like the same thing. The Witch King of Angmar should have known that that was Eowyn. Yes. I am no uh, man. But was it? <laughs> but was it my father and I still go back and forth on who actually killed the Witch King of Angmar? 
Because technically... Well, Mary wounded him with Mary the, stabs him. Like, with Mary... The, with but Mary's also not, not a man. He's a hobbit. So I want... So it works for I both want of it to them. be Eowyn. My dad says it's Mary. That Mary stabbed him first. Well, no, I think... I think well, I'm Mary like, stabbed... A calf, a calf wound doesn't kill me. But no, I yeah, tell you Mary, what, Mary, cutting my head off does. Mary, Mary stabs him with the blade from the, the barrow. Yeah. And that weakens the Witch King... Which allows Eowyn Listen, to use her normal sword to cut off his head. This is a Harry Potter Neville Longbottom scenario where the prophecy applies to both of them and they both fulfill yes, it in the end. exactly. I wonder who wrote that book. But Harry Potter... Nobody worth talking about. It just exists. It just builds so itself into existence. It it it's just weird. It, it will itself into existence, and uh, the only way to get any merchandise for it is to buy it off of Etsy from unlicensed retailers. Yeah, man, I love under I love underground stuff like that. So he anyway, Macduff has been Macduff Macduff went to on England the warpath. Um, he's been told at this point though, hey. Macbeth is responsible for all this shit. He killed the king. Macduff went to Malcolm. Yes. And he is trying to get Malcolm to come back. Um, because Malcolm was made the heir. He doesn't believe that Malcolm murdered his father. So he goes to get... He's going to get Malcolm. Macbeth learns that Macduff went to England. And so what does... Ah, jeez. Ah, jeez. Gotta send the murders after Macduff now. If these people would stop finding out about the murders that I did, I could stop murdering more people. It really is their fault. Did we skip Lady Macduff? No, that's actually what we're getting to right now. Okay, sorry. Um, which is, uh... He sends the murderers to Macduff's house. Like, oh yeah, go to England and meet up with Malcolm. I'm gonna kill your family. You get a group rate on those murderers, I think. And they owed him one still, because I bet he prepaid. He seems like the type to prepay. I yeah. would. Well, yeah. Um, I wouldn't personally, because what's to say these murderers aren't just gonna take your cash and just fucking like. Hey, I already Venmoed you for this fucking murder that you haven't committed yet. Who What's uses say- Venmo anymore? That's a that's a I don't, I don't know. that's a real bad way to that's a real good way rather to get uh, a one star rating on murder. <laughs> murder Yelp. It's a it's a different kind of Yelp. It's like a whoop. <laughs> <laughs> More of a yipe. <laughs> Oh, uh, my, uh, uh, not cool. cool. Cassie cool. left. She'll oh, be back. Ca- Cassie just that, that. Cassie just stormed. <laughs> she just stormed out of the podcast and screamed in the other room and screamed. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, am really hoping that your microphone picked that up. Um, it's important. I, I say it's hard to say. I was I, laughing. I at heard the time. it. I heard it through uh, Zoom. So I'm really hoping Audacity picked that up. <laughs> Because um, if it did, you really need to make sure that you amp that up when we get to that point. <laughs> just, just, I can recreate it straight into the microphone. Those, if you want. Let me take I, my headphones good. off first. Oh, they're smooching. No. <laughs> oh, gross. We're not. I've been denied. Mom and Dad are Yes, you have. 
That's how mad she is. She wouldn't even smooch you. She'll forget within ten minutes. Fifteen. So you're probably right. A messenger. A messenger gets to Lady Macduff first and comes in to warn her, like shit's about to get real. Um, Mackers is on the. He's after your husband. Get out of Dodge. And like the messenger walks out the door. And then the murderers walk in the door. Do you think like he held the gate for him? Like, oh, here you go. Like real Midwestern like. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna squeeze right past you there and <laughs> get right in by the you. house. Oh, behind you. We've <laughs> <laughs> gone through here for you. <laughs> oh. And yeah. so uh all of all of Macduff's family gets murdered. So we have a father of a murdered family and a son of a murdered father out there in the world. Both real gonna be sore with Macbeth. Not yeah, super but well we don't we don't see we don't see Fleance again. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> he doesn't come back into it, but Macduff definitely does, and he is pissed. So he gets, he comes back, he goes to his house. And everybody's dead. Well, he, uh, he doesn't go to his house. Malcolm and, uh, the messenger comes to, uh, messenger comes to England to Malcolm and Macduff. And Macduff's trying to get Malcolm to come back. Malcolm is trying to convince Macduff that he should come, like, lead their fucking forces to go after Macbeth. And then the messenger comes in, um, I believe it's Ross, um, and is like, uh, hey, bro, uh, Macker's killed. They're all dead. Macker's killed your family. And Macduff, you know, all, what? All, you know, all my, you know, pretty chickens in their dam at one fell swoop. Inexplicably, yes. Murdered all of them. Macduff pissed. He's like, fine. All right. Fuck I'm it, that guy's to, I'm, dead. I'm coming and hell's coming with me. He goes all wider. And they're coming, they're coming to town. This is, this, what happens is Malcolm raises an English army to to go into Scotland. Woo-hoo. The English are like the English are like, yeah, bro, we'll we're totally help. We'll totally help you. We haven't fought Scotland. Yeah, for we'll a while. totally help you kick this asshole out, and you can get back on your throne. And we as, will totally, we will totally leave afterwards. As listeners to this podcast know, England tries to invade Scotland, like. I think it's on the cycle of the cicada, so it's about every seven years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and when they're done trying to invade, France, well, yeah, they 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 just switch they it, switch a, it back and forth. Going. It's like Japan and Korea. Well, well, I see. I figured it was like the orange barrels down the interstate. You don't ever have to house them if they're always being used. So if you have all of these soldiers and you don't want to have to keep them anywhere, just did yeah, uh, France for now. Uh, now Scotland. Uh, the Welsh are being stupid, just all over the place. Yeah, you don't have to build a barracks if you keep these guys always moving. 
So you just gotta you just gotta have tents. Now for one of my favorite scenes. Lady Mackers has um, gone through some shit that we don't see. Because yeah. the last time we really saw her, she was telling Macbeth to pull it together. Get your shit together, Murders man. in the past, it's all chill. And now we see her in this scene. Now, having fully descended. She's the doctor and the, the doctor and the gentlewoman talking about um, what's been going on. So we're getting the exposition of what's been happening while while Mackers has been off getting more people murdered. What's been going on with his wife? Yeah, so the gentlewoman is there to take care of Lady Macbeth while she madly walks around. She's sleepwalking and talking and scrubbing at her hands. And this is where we get the out-out damn spot. My favorite eraser that I own Says out, out, damn spot. Yes. I think I bought it. I think it was one of the things I bought at the Globe Theater in London. Out, out, damn spot. Mm. But But, so she is, she has cracked. um, Has she though? It's when she's sleeping. She's so put together when she's awake. But as soon as she sleeps, as soon as that consciousness is turned off. Well, and that's when her conscience kicks in. Is when she's asleep and she's, you know. Nice wordplay. Well done. Oh, that's good wordplay? <laughs> yes! Mm-hmm. Wordplay and puns are not the same the thing. Point. First of all, a pun is a play on words. So, yeah, they are. Yeah, but not yeah. a good one. Yeah, but, are. so, yeah, when she's asleep and can't control her her inner her inner brain there. It's giving it's giving everything away. Um, the doctor, you know, or Macbeth gets told that the their Malcolm's army is marching against him. He's like, I don't give a fuck until they can make the trees walk. I don't have to worry about these guys. And then the doctor's like, I can't do anything for your wife. There's there's nothing. That's okay because as he's saying that. She takes a nice long walk of a real short rampart. Yeah. Splat. Uh, yep. And uh, we do get a great, uh, great set of lines from Mackers. You know, tomorrow and tomorrow and this tomorrow. Is, I think one of my favorite of all of Shakespeare's. Tomorrow, speeches. tomorrow, tomorrow creeps at such Cruising a petty, petty pace. pace. This is life is a tale told by an idiot full of sound signifying and nothing. signifying nothing. It's amazing. It's it's a it really good speech. Real good and when when properly delivered, it can really just fucking pull, floor you. Well, and at the time it I mean if you just say it randomly in the street, whatever, but you've just seen a man watch his wife who he did all of this for. Smashed to the ground. Mm-hmm. What's the point now? Yep. And of all of Shakespeare's, and there's several, of all of Shakespeare's suicidal uh, soliloquies, this one, I think, is, I think, the most poignant. 
Tomorrow, tomorrow, and tomorrow. Creep at such a petty, petty pace. But. So, Mackers is, he's getting ready. He's yelling at all of everyone in the, you know, he's told that Burnham Wood, it appears that the forest is marching on Dunsinane Castle. Mackers is like, fuck, I don't give a fuck. Blow wind, come rack. At least we'll die with harness on our back. And he's he's re- he he doesn't care anymore. No. Up until this point, it's all been bravado based on the fact that he didn't believe that he could be killed because of the apparitions. And now he's like, my wife just fucking died. The reason I did all of this, everything else is fucking futility. I don't there's, give a shit anymore. He has no more fucks to give. There's no there, legacy for him. There's nothing. They were out in the field, but there's all of a sudden now a bunch of trees that have marched across it. No more fucks left in the field. Right. So McDuff is trying to hide their numbers. Is they're coming through? He's taken the trees. So everybody cut branches off boughs of trees. Yeah. And it's marching. It looks like the forest is marching. So Macbeth knows he's trapped. But he still can't be killed by anybody who isn't a woman born. So maybe he won't be king, but he won't be dead. And then Macduff is seeking out Macbeth on the battlefield. Malcolm leads his soldiers into the castle. Um, Young Seward gets murdered. Absolutely destroyed. Fuck him up, flag man. So we're... We're going to talk about that we will. next episode. We will. Because that is... Babe, we that's put a, a pin, pin in that's a fuck pin. Him up flag? Yo, yo flag yo, guy. Yo, yo flag guy. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Oh, my God. One of the most... <sighs> that was a... I've been wait. I have been waiting since the inception of this podcast to tell that, that, that story. That performance was because experience. It was... It is probably as close to a truly authentic Shakespeare, yeah. yes. Shakespearean performance as any yeah. of you have ever yep. gotten. Yes. Yep. I, yeah. And I, and I had a one-on-one moment that I want to talk about that I don't, I'm not sure if either of you two know about. Um, okay. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yes. And so, you know, Mac, Macduff finds Macbeth. Macbeth is, is, uh, Taunting him at this point. Taunting. And you can't do anything to me. I can't be killed by man I, of woman born. I was untimely from my mother ripped. Yeah, stab, Macduff was stab, stab. Macduff was from his mother's womb <laughs> untimely ripped. Um Macker shorts himself there. Someday uh, my kids will ask for their birth story. They won't. I'll tell them anyway. And that's how. That is still, that, yeah, most of the time when people ask me questions, that's how I choose to talk about cesareans. That your children were from your womb, womb untimely, untimely ripped. ripped. Um, I mean, it wasn't untimely. We scheduled it. Yeah, it was planned. It wasn't like... <laughs> <laughs> um, Mac- Mackers refuses to yield. They fight to the death. Macduff chops his fucking head off, takes it to Malcolm... Hails him, hail, King of Scotland. Malcolm hands out some titles. Um, 
And Malcolm is placed on the throne there. I, I misspoke earlier. James is actually descended of Banquo. Mal- yeah. Yes. Um, and so Fleance getting away is important. The, you know, your son shall be king, supposedly. James uh, the sixth. Well, and they even or talk... Or the first. Sorry, James the first. They, the scene when they're in England, if I'm remembering it correctly... They even talk a little bit about how Macbeth has no heirs, and he if England nobody. comes, England will eventually take Scotland as well as part of a prize down the line. There, there's talk of well, and a lineage ex- into that's, into the that's throne. exactly what fucking happens. That's why <gasps> that's why Macbeth is la- the last true Scottish king, um, because. Malcolm brought an invading force from fucking England, and England had their fingers crossed the entire time. They were like, oh, yeah, we'll totally fucking leave as soon as we help you get your throne back. And they had their fingers crossed behind their backs and stayed. Strange. Said the same thing to the Welsh, too. Yeah. Well, and Donald Donald Bane went and got an army of Irishmen to come help, too. And the Irish were like... You got you got an infestation of Englishmen here, and they left. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the problem. Got a got a bad case yeah. of grits. We're yeah. out. We're gonna keep doing it, trying to get the English out, over and over again. Because what? There's William Wallace who tries it when Edward the Third, yep. the Longshanks, yeah, the Longshanks. Uh, and then we'll have some again with the Jacobean Revolution. Well, we'll have what well, you have you have. William Wallace, and then shortly thereafter again, you have Rob Roy. Or not Rob Roy, I'm thinking of, uh, sorry, you have Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce. And let's not forget the famous line from Train Spotting, which is, I don't hate the British. The British are wankers. We're the ones who got colonized by wankers. That's true. It's true. Uh, if you haven't read Train Spotting or seen it, you should. The baby is terrifying. The baby is terrifying. I need to um, watch that movie a lot. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, yes, you did. Um, and like a whole bunch of people in college had that poster on the wall. It's true. The the choose life. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Mackers. That's, that's Mackers. And more importantly, that's all that of is, them. That is <laughs> um, that's that's that all is, of them. We have done we have done the plot. We have gotten through the plot of 38 plays written or, in the case of Two Noble Kinsmen, partially written by by our man Billy Shakes. We've got stuff to talk about in one one more episode, and that's that's a wrap on, I guess, what we're calling season one. Season one. I can think yeah. of a lot of three, shows that have three years, three year a long. Three year season one. So. Yeah, yeah. I I'm sure we'll take. You know, we, 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 we discussions will be had about season two. We have a loose idea of what's going on. We're still going. By the way, we're not. Oh stopping. yeah, we're not done <laughs> no, doing. This. I'm we're sorry. Gonna... Were we going to give up getting together once a month to drink beers and be stupid? No, I wasn't no. planning. I mean, we do that anyways. Planning. So why would we? Why would we stop screaming into the void? Exactly. Somebody's in the void listening. 
There's like Chase tells like, me all the time that we're not doing this for nothing. Hey, Joel Payne listens. It's, I know he does. I love my favorite. My favorite thing about Wednesdays is every once in a while I get a text from Joel Payne going, "You're fucking wrong," or <laughs> or uh, it it just out of nowhere things like Mark Mark Antony really didn't say that. I'm like. What are you talking? Oh, I recorded that like a month ago. Or if, like Tyler Ward will get caught up or he'll randomly listen to one and I'll get a text message from him like, you have no reason to to think that your opinion is stupid. Or thanks for telling Ryan he's a dumbass. <laughs> so I think first, before we do anything else, thank you. Yeah, thank you. If you, especially if you've been starting from the beginning and made it all the way here, even if you I, picked you know. it up last week, who cares? Yeah, Thanks for listening. Absolutely, it's been fun. Fair. I really hope there's somebody in college or high school who did a quick podcast search for Timon of Athens, and there weren't any other podcasts out there telling them what the plot of Timon of Athens was. They had to do a report for class. And their report for class is all about throwing gold and potatoes. <laughs> I want to know what high school teacher is teaching. Timon I do too, because I want to visit that. Yeah. I want to shake that person's hand. Same. Hey, can we? Hey, if you're that high school teacher, let us know because we want to do something with your class. Yeah, we'll, we'll we can clean we can clean it up for for a half hour yeah. Zoom with your class. Cassie works with kids. I have children. Ryan sometimes doesn't cuss around children. I am a child. I have worked with all of Cassie's kids as a photographer and some of oh, them as yeah, a teacher. Yeah, that whole time you were a photographer, I bet you wanted to cuss a lot. Only sometimes. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> this is episode 76 of the Shakespeare mm-hmm. podcast. We've got one more episode in this season coming up. Episode 77 will be the end of season one. Um, and we're gonna diverge, uh, into a variety of other things related to the topic. The show isn't going anywhere, don't you worry. We've got one more of Macbeth, and then we'll be getting into other things. This has been episode 76 of the Shakespeare podcast. I'm Ryan Haffo. I'm Beth Roars. I'm Cassie Greenlee. I'm Chase Greenlee. I got me a nice fucking jean jacket, and I am ready to go. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Say goodnight, John Good night, boy. Good night, John boy. Now our podcast is over. Who's out front? Should have told you. This has been a Ghostlight Media Production.